When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. It's time Barreled Up by Ball Cap Sports. Here's your, here's your, here's your host, Jim Wiley. Um, let's get to, let's, let's get to some trade talk. So we've got that one. We, we have the actual trade that goes down. Um, let's talk, though, about, and, and quite frankly, Fujinami was kind of a surprise. Not a lot of people talking about Fujinami getting dealt. So let's, on, in that vein, Let's sort of stay on that sort of track. And Robbie, I want you to go first. Um, give me a player that you think could be traded this trade deadline that nobody is talking about. Uh, well, this is a team that a lot of people are talking about, the Chicago White Sox. We're hearing the common names like Lucas Giolito, Lance Lynn even, you know, Joe Kelly. Uh, but one guy that I think is being overlooked a little bit is Kanan Middleton in the bullpen. He's had a really good year. Uh, 36 games so far, 2.91 ERA. The FIP is a little higher at 3.94, but he's got really good stuff, good velocity. He has had himself a really good year in the White Sox bullpen. I think that's, you know, like I said, there's a lot of these names here on the White Sox that probably will get moved. But this is a guy I think that could be a game changer. You know, we're talking about Fujinami here. This is a, a reliever that I think you know what you are. You know you're going to get something good with him. I think he's going to be a really good addition, a good low-key addition mm -hmm. for a team's bullpen down the stretch. Certainly, there are going to be a lot of relievers that are out there, and the big ones that everybody's sort of focused on, well, Aroldis Chapman was – one mm -hmm. of the big ones. Barlow in Kansas City is another one. Reyes in St. Louis is there's there's a lot of those big names. Middleton certainly would be one of those relievers that you might not see coming. And if he does end up on your team, I think you'll be happy about that. Let me give you let me give you one that is close to my situation, and that is. You say Kikuchi for the Toronto Blue Jays. Huh, I believe he is overlooked. There's nobody talking about him. This is anybody listening completely out of left field. Let me tell you why I think you say Kikuchi. I do believe that this front office would like to get out from underneath the you say Kikuchi contract. You have control next year. This is a trade deadline that pitching is going to be, in my opinion, the most sought-after uh, position. Starting pitching, relief pitching, that is what we're really going to be focused on this trade deadline. And if a lot of it's gone, or Lucas Giolito, 
Jordan Montgomery, the asking price is too high, you may start to look for another tier of starting pitchers. And the Toronto Blue Jays are in a situation where Hyunjin Ryu is coming back. He may be back. He has a start Friday in Buffalo. It will be his second Buffalo start. You may see Ryu back in Toronto. And when that happens, they have a six-man rotation. And the Blue Jays have been linked to Marcus Stroman as of lately. I believe that if you do want to pull the trigger on a Marcus Stroman trade, you can't do it with the current situation. That's seven starting pitchers. Yeah. So if you're going to jettison one off, I think it is Yusei Kikuchi because it's, it's not going to be Ryu. He'd be too much of a project, too much of an unknown for another team. And it's not going to be Alec Manoa. I believe the Blue Jays should leave Alec Manoa on the major league roster the rest of the way, no matter what happens to him. If he keeps getting blown up in that number five spot, if they need to move him to the bullpen, because if they trade for Marcus Stroman, and then you have a rotation of Barrios and Gosman uh, and uh, who am I? And and Ryu, and then you have Stroman, um, and then Bassett. You have those five. You're solid. Manoa can slide to the bullpen in that scenario. I think Kikuchi. No one's talking about it. I think there's a very real chance that if the Blue Jays are indeed interested in Marcus Stroman, that has to mean they're interested in flipping somebody else that's there because I don't think they would send Manoa down to AAA for the rest of the year. And when Ryu gets back, he gets a spot. So who's going to be the odd man out if they're trading for Stroman? It could be Kikuchi in a deal with him heading out as well. I This came to me in a thought yesterday when I started reading up about the Stroman thing. And I'm like, you know, maybe that's how this thing goes down. Maybe it's a Kikuchi trade. Let's let me get let me get your thoughts on that. Let's 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 sort of kick back and forth. Let's sort of follow up on yeah, that. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, thoughts with uh, on, with Kikuchi. Kikuchi. Yeah. Yeah, that's a, that's an interesting one, you know, because obviously I've been seeing the reports too, you know, with Stroman and the and the Blue Jays, you know, that'd be pretty cool if they would reunite again. But I'm wondering, you know, I've been seeing, you know, people, you know, commenting on my channel saying, "Oh, the Blue Jays need starting pitching." I'm like, how do they need starting pitching with if so much starting pitching? So it's an interesting thought that you you know made there. Maybe you know, you could maybe partner up with a team, you know, they can deal from that position of like a surplus with starting pitching and maybe bring in something else to help the team in other ways. You know, that one area they've not been great in this year is hitting left-handed pitching. They rank in the Mm -hmm. bottom 10. So maybe you could use Kikuchi to kind of help you there. The only question I have with Kikuchi is the advanced numbers don't look great with him and you're paying him quite a bit of money. So he is slightly underwater, I would mm-hmm. think the Blue Jays, they might have to eat a little bit of the salary or yeah. m- possibly partner him, you know, with a prospect or two, you know, like not, not like a high prospect, but a lower level prospect kind of just to get out underwater from that contract a little bit. Like when you say, uh, you know, maybe Kikuchi could be a trade candidate. What do you realistically think for the Blue Jays that they could get in return? I think they would get a depth piece. I think that this team does have a depth. And I, when I say depth, I mean a position player. I do think yeah. that they have a depth situation where they keep going down to the minors for the Nathan Lukes uh, and, yeah. and players like that. The Otto Lopez players that just don't stick at the major league level. It would be wise of them to try to find a position player that fits a, a mold where maybe it's a, a Kevin Biggio type 
a lefty bat that can play multiple positions, doesn't have extremely high value. But again, it opens up a spot for a Marcus Stroman deal. It opens up some financial freedom because maybe they maybe they're able to pull off the trade without eating the salary. That mm-hmm. means they would get less of a of, of a of a talent back. Yeah. But it could be one of those. Let's trade garbage. You take my garbage, I'll take your garbage, and maybe they'll play better over here than they did with you. And maybe there's a position player that sort of fits that mold out there that Toronto could try to try to pull off. Uh, well, the, the one thing with Kikuchi, I could see teams uh, looking at Kikuchi and thinking, you know, this is a guy, you know, a lefty guy that has had some success in the bullpen mm-hmm. uh, just last year. You know, Kikuchi was doing okay in the bullpen. You know, was it, he seemed to be a little bit more comfortable there last year. What do you mm-hmm. think of him as possibly like a reliever for another team? When he went to the bullpen last year, his K rate went through the roof. So if you're looking at him as a bullpen option in Toronto, if they don't trade him, probably would would have interest in moving him back to the bullpen because right now they only have one left-handed arm coming out of the pen. That's Tim Miza. So I could see Toronto, if if that's not there, they hold on to him, make him a reliever. Very Because of that last year, transitioning him to the bullpen and seeing how he did, I think is a very real shot that you could move him to the bullpen, whether you trade for him or whether the Blue Jays keep him. Because when Ryu's back, he got six starters. And if you're trading for Marcus Stroman, then you have seven starters. And I don't think they could move two of those guys to the bullpen. I don't know if you move uh, Kikuchi and Manoa to the bullpen with a Ryu, Stroman, Bassett, Barrios, Gosman. The Blue Jays rotation is going to be interesting to watch moving forward. Yeah, I agree. It's, uh, it's again, just seeing those reports on Stroman that they were at least kicking tires. Um, mm-hmm. I find it interesting. You know, I, I think the Blue Jays, they're all, it's – they're almost kind of quiet during this time, you know, like you always yeah. think though, you know, you always see the blue Jays in the news with something right. and uh, haven't really heard, you know, we heard this one, but not really any like mind blowing sort of, uh, you know, connections with the blue Jays. I, I do expect them to heat up because they haven't playing well lately. And, mm-hmm. you know, coming into this year, a lot of people thinking a deep playoff run for the blue Jays. It feels like people, have fallen asleep on the Blue Jays a little bit because they have been really up and down. So you don't really, I think you could agree too that, you know, one one week they could look really good and then another week uh, they just look really bad. Kind of like my Red Sox almost. Mm-hmm. But, you know, but this is a Blue Jays team that had a lot of expectations coming into this year. So I would not be surprised at all to really see them go for a big time move and maybe, you know, clearing out Kikuchi to help with another part of the team could open up, you know, an opportunity like that. So I think that's interesting. Yeah, the most frustrating part is they did this last year, too, this inconsistency. Let's talk about a player that everyone is talking about getting traded, but won't. Who, after the trade deadline comes and goes and the clock strikes zero, who's still going to be with their team that we're all talking about getting traded this deadline? Who do you got, Robbie? (sighs) I mean, I think the big one... You know, obviously, everyone's. I, I know we said prior to the show, don't talk Otani, but well, I just got this. I don't know. I don't know what to think because Otani is like one of those guys. I think there's just such an uncertainty of what 
it's going to actually take to get him. And I feel mm-hmm. like Artie Moreno is going to want the price to be really high on yeah. him. Yeah. And, and he, and again, he is just kind of an unknown. I, I'm a big baseball trade values kind of a guy. Um, and the value that's coming out for him on there, it's the highest of all time for a rental. And it's, but then I could see the angels maybe leveraging the fact like, Oh, we've never, you've never seen a player like this. You know, we need to have a big overpay for him. And yeah, but do you really, you know, like, like if you're the Rangers, do you really want to be shelling out a top prospect? Like it, like an Evan Carter of the angels are demanding that like, no, mm-hmm. you're, yeah. So Tani is an amazing player. He could be the greatest player that ever lived when all is said and done, but you're only most likely you can only bank on the fact that you're only going to have him for two months and right. you don't know what's going to happen after that. Sure. Right. Could you maybe sign him, but you don't know that you have to go into it knowing you're only going to have him for two months. And I just wonder if the angels are just going to ask a ton and they're going to be unrealistic. You know, we all know Artie Moreno being stubborn, holding on to Otani. You know, I could see him saying to the GM, you know, Hey, no, we're, I want this. This is what I want for him. If I don't get it, I'd rather just hang on to him and just lose him. You know, it's like, I know, I know that's kind of the cliche answer, but I really do think he could end up being that guy. We've had big names on the market here for the last couple of years and they ended up moving. I feel like there is a chance that Otani could just end up staying. You know, I know that's kind of the easy answer here, but yeah. it is, you know, everyone's talking about him. And I think that is definitely a name. Uh, Soto has popped up in the news. I don't think he's going anywhere. That's not really like a big rumor, but mm-hmm. um, yeah, those are, you know, I think the big one for me personally is Otani. So, yeah, you're right. Otani, the, the, the trouble is the kind of player he is. The asking price that we all know is out there, the reluctancy that the front office has. There's really only two teams that I could see. That too. Mm-hmm. There's only two teams that I can see would feel the urgency to trade for him. I don't think we know. Well, there's a report out that the Dodgers, that's not going to happen. We all knew that anyway. We didn't right. need the report, but we have a report. Yep. I don't think any of those other West Coast teams, I don't think San Diego would trade for him. They don't have anything left. You're not going to see San Francisco trade for him because it's not their M.O. They'll just try to go sign him in the offseason. All of those West Coast teams are going to feel some sense of comfort that we don't need to go trade for him because we'll have a real shot at getting him in the offseason. The teams that could, should consider trading for him are the teams that do not have a shot or should feel some pain in that, you know what, this offseason – I don't know if we got a shot. Like, we'd love to get him. He'd be great, but I don't know. And that's the Yankees and the Mets. The Yankees and the Mets may be on the outside looking in just because of where they are geographically, right? Because Mm -hmm. there's all the thought of Otani wanting to stay out West. And we saw last year, Aaron Judge could have made more money going to San Diego than to stay in pinstripes, but he decided to stay in pinstripes. We've seen it. We just saw a player take the team over the money. We could see it again. But I think that if you're the if you're the Mets at this point, that idea has flown the coop. You can't go give all that up if you don't have a legit World Series team. The Yankees, with the troubles they're having, I don't know if it motivates them to seriously consider overpaying to get him or if they consider, look, this is the team this year. This is not a World Series team. And that so for that reason, Otani is not the answer. Because we're just not that club. We're not an Otani away from being a slam dunk World Series team. But the Yankees are the team that I would think at this point, 
would consider it because just imagine, right? Like one of the selling points is the pinstripes. And yeah. how much better would it be to lock him up for a 10-year deal at $600 million if he's been in pinstripes before? He knows yeah. what that feels like. He knows what it's like to go through that postseason push to feel that crisp October air <laughs> going for it in the Bronx, trying to win a World Series with Aaron Judge and think about, man, this is what the next however many years of my career could be. That's the only way I think New York has a shot is if they give them a taste. And But but still, they have to take a look at those factors. Are we a World Series team if we add Otani? And will we do the overpay? So that's just my final thoughts to, to sort of tie up the Otani thing. Um, the candidate that I also that I think is least likely to be traded, I feel like a lot of people keep coming back to Dylan Cease, and I just don't see it because of the years of control that Dylan Cease has left. You've got a White Sox team that looks at this division, like every other team in the Central looks at the division, as, hey, all we got to do is be 500 and we got a shot. Yeah. Now, we're not that this year, but we could be next year. Yeah, exactly. And they've got Cease under control. you got... Robert under contract, Eloy Jimenez, Andrew Benatendi, Garrett Crochet, Michael Cobb. Too many pieces for the White Sox under control that is enough for them to be convinced that next year we'll be back. So you would not trade the guy that you're going to build your rotation around if you think you can be right back at it next year. Yeah, no, I've been thinking that about the White Sox now because, you know, obviously – coming out of the gates, they were playing bad and they just kept playing bad and played even mm-hmm. more bad. And I'm, everyone's saying, okay, White Sox are going to sell. And I'm thinking there, you know, you still have like a good core of, yeah. you know, Dylan Cease. It, the one thing that people don't seem to remember, um, you know, when you, you go onto Twitter and you see all these people, you know, posting these Dylan Cease mm-hmm. trades and even Luis Robert trades, it's like you don't seem to understand that these players don't come around very often, especially cost-controlled pitching. It's very hard to come by young, proven major league pitching. You know, yeah, you can have some good pitching prospects, but they're not proven. When they're proven and they're young and they're under years of control, you know, more than three years, <laughs> teams don't want to give that up. It's Cease is a guy that you can build your rotation around. And I, I saw very little chance. Um, I think people need to get off of the fact that just because a team is bad doesn't mean they're just going to be selling, you know, all their pieces. You know, I I was even seeing Red Sox fans on Twitter suggesting trades for Luis, uh, for Luis Robert. I'm thinking, what the heck are you talking about? Why would the White Sox trade him? Uh, I don't know. Mind blowing to me, but yeah, you see a team go, you see things going poorly. You think that they're going to sell and you look at the players that are most coveted, right? Oh, I want Luis Robert. I want Tim Anderson. I want Dylan Cease. So they're bad. So they must, we must have a shot to, to go and get them. Another team that I think a lot of people are ready to start the fire sale now. And I'm not is the Colorado Rockies. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. I don't know if we agree on this or not. We didn't talk about this beforehand, but I 
I've seen Elias Diaz start to pop up in some trade rumors. I don't mm -hmm. think it's going to happen. I think next year is the Colorado fire sale. I don't think it's this year. So I think because you have another year for Elias Diaz after this year, you've got the money they wrapped up into Chris Bryant, the money they wrapped up into. I can't remember who it was. I think it was McMahon that they uh, signed to an extension. I can't remember off the top of my head right now. Um, uh, Freeland, Freeland. They, they gave it. I know they locked up a couple of their pitchers. And, Mc, uh, and Ryan McMahon. It was Ryan McMahon. So they've got yeah. those players and they just, they just executed those deals recently right. within the last uh, 12 to 16 months. So I don't think you can turn around and start giving away the, the, the pieces that you have control over. I think next year, if this Rockies team doesn't do what Arizona has done right. next year, then I think the fire sale goes down and it's open season. I still think we'll see Rockies players traded. Randall Grichik, uh, Jerks and Profar, a lot of those bullpen pieces, Lawrence. I think they'll be traded, but I don't see Diaz. I don't see Bard. I don't see anybody that's on, you know, similar logic with the White Sox. I don't see anybody that's under control beyond this year moving because Colorado has done too much recently to where they're going to they're going to try to be the Arizona Diamondbacks of the 2024 season. And if they're not, load it up, back yeah, it like up. One, one guy, uh, maybe, I, I, I'm, I'm kind of with you to probably next year, but I would maybe think, could possibly be a candidate. Ryan McMahon, I just mentioned him, because mm -hmm. he has versatility. He's having a decent year. Mm -hmm. I wonder if maybe teams will kick some tires. I probably think more next year though, or maybe in the off season, yeah. if anything, probably not now, but that is one guy I could maybe see because he's not making like a, a complete ton of money. You know, he's, he's, you know, he's 9 million for this year, 12 million for next year. But I think, well, I mean, for the Rockies, maybe that's another reason why they would want to keep him because he is cheap. And, you know, you got to remember right. at the end of the day, this is a business at the end of the day, you got to have some players on the field that are, you know, they have the billboards out in front of the stadium and you got mm -hmm. the players on them. And Ryan McMahon is one of those guys for them. So, you know, maybe him. But yeah, I'm kind of with you there. I think the Rockies, they're going to, you know, Brian, I think, would end up staying there just because of how much he's getting paid. I don't know if a team would right. want to take that on. I don't know. But no, the Rockies, I agree with you. I think I think they're they're interesting. And there's some please, there's some pieces that they have coming, right? Like you've got Romo, that's not too far away. You're seeing for the first time uh, Tovar, so you, you're going to want another season of Ezekiel Tovar to see what you've got there. There's just too much in that system, and some of the guys that are getting close, you know, Benny Montgomery, Zach Veen. You may see those guys next year. You want to see if can we be the maybe we can't be the Arizona Diamondbacks of 2023. In 2024, but maybe we could be the Cincinnati Reds, where we call up a lot of these young prospects. We call up Bean, we call up Montgomery, we call up Romo, and then all of a sudden we see the next step from Tovar, and then we've got these other guys that are there, right? Um, ultimately, pitching is going to be the thing for Colorado if they can get that together. But they have some interesting prospects that could be ready next year. So for that reason, I think they're going to be. Again, yeah, they do have some interesting prospects. So I think they are a team that could be pretty interesting. But uh, but yeah, but I, I yeah. do have one more uh, trade, can one more candidate that I think will 
more likely end up staying, um, if I may, uh, yeah, Eduardo Rodriguez. I've been see- mm-hmm. seeing him That's an interesting since the one. get-go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, you know, man, like a, a part of me just thinks that the Tigers, I've been saying this for a while now, a part of me thinks that the Tigers would just like to hang on to him and see if they can, you know, get him to maybe rework the extension. You, you know, I yep. understand the Tigers. You know, that's another team like the Rockies. They got some young players there. They could be – they took a step mm-hmm. back recently, but that's a team that could take a step forward. I think they would like to have Rodriguez in the fold. You know, if, if yeah. a team approaches them with a good offer, you know, sure. Um, but I think that I feel personally, at least my gut tells me, they would rather hang on to him instead of just trade him, uh, you know, after, especially after just signing him. I think if they could trade Javier Baez, they would. Um, I think they're hoping he opts out. But right. I think a guy like Erod, maybe it's my Red Sox bias. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, I think they, uh, I think they want to hang on to him. So I, I think there's a, there, I think there's more of a chance he ends up staying personally. Erod, I, I, I think it depends on what the trade package is because if mm-hmm. they can get something good for him, they have to trade him because he's going to, uh, if they, if they can't rework something, he's going to opt out. He's going to be a free agent anyway. So yeah. then maybe you put your best foot forward and try to re-sign him in the offseason because let's imagine a rotation without Erod right now. Let's imagine next year's rotation with everybody healthy. That's been part of the issue. Yeah. You're looking at Manning and Scooble and Mize and potentially Turnbull. And there's four right there that yeah. you can compete in that division with. You don't even need Eduardo Rodriguez. If you have him, then great. But I think that you've got a piece, and I'm sure there is a prospect or two that Tigers fans would be clamoring, hoping that I'm going to reach and, and pull out of thin air, but I don't have it. But I'm sure there's a pitching prospect that's not too far away that could help them. Or, again, we're talking about a group of starters that, I mean, if Scoobles, if Scooble hits his potential, um, if Mize hits on his potential, if Manning hits on his potential, you got three top of the rotation. I'm not talking number ones. I'm not saying aces, but you have three guys that you can feel comfortable being in your top three. And I think, I can't remember if Lorenzen has another year or not, but you've got the foundation there. So Erod is an interesting one. That would be a, that would be a, a good take to revisit because if they don't trade him, you'll look like a genius because everyone's expecting him to be traded at this point. Yeah. I mean, I, I predicted in my, my yearly video, uh, one trade for each team. I, I had him going to the Astros, you mm-hmm. know, they got that playoff. Exp- he's got that playoff experience. You know, the Astros are going to be there. I could see yeah. a guy like that, you know, guys, yeah. a competitor. I, I could see him being a good fit for the Astros, but like you said, it's going to come down to, Will a team overpay? I, I think if a team, you know, if they're only getting soft offers for him, because I could see teams using that as leverage. Well, hey, this guy's sure. got the opt out that brings yeah. his value down. So if they got a team that comes to him like, all right, we'll give you this, this, this. And, you know, they say, oh, you know what? That's that's not that bad. I think they could. Yeah, I think mm-hmm. they definitely could. But it depends. Uh, I just wonder if the packages are going to be good enough. So right. we'll have to wait and see. He's an interesting one out there.